Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Jonathan, uh, great to see you at St. Comas Park. Uh, it should be a really uh, good attendance tonight, local derby. And I know it's been in your remit to try and visit every League of Ireland ground. Yeah, so um, and I failed to come here last year, which I felt really bad about. Um, uh, particularly because uh, Bill, as the chairman, had been um, you know, so supportive and welcoming when I first came into the association. So mm. I promised I'd get down here. Unfortunately, he's not here tonight. Um, and I wish him well. Uh, I know he's away and hasn't been well recently. But, um, yeah, so I'm really pleased to be here and to be here for a local derby against Cork City. It's, it's fantastic. And uh, I think the um, attendance tonight um, will be strong and... Uh, 
We've just seen today one of uh, one of the reports in relation to the first few weeks of the uh, of the league overall or the of the leagues overall, and attendance is uh, really strong. And um, you know, I think that's taking on some of the. Uh, the positivity and momentum from the end of last year, to be honest, and uh, it's really great to see. So we're making, um, well, we hope a good, solid strides. Um, some of them small, some of them slightly bigger across the whole of the association. But um, what Mark Scanlon, as our director of the League of Ireland, has done, I think, has been great over the last two years. So. Um, yeah, brilliant overall, but brilliant to be here tonight. Yeah, I'll ask you about that shortly, Jonathan, but just Cove Rammers themselves, uh, it's a big milestone, isn't it? 100 years in yeah, football. Centenary, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and obviously the, uh, the association itself is, uh, is celebrating its centenary. We had a great game against Belgium and, mm. uh, you know, we had six, 700 people in one room at the Aviva and we were, uh, we were celebrating um, Irish football in its totality, if you like, and... Um, it's great to see um, you know, a community-based club like Cove um, also celebrating its centenary and also being able to reflect on you know, what it's done and the role it plays in the community and has played in the community over all of that time. So, um, yeah, it's lovely to see and uh, there's certainly some characters who I've already met tonight yeah, um, yeah. locally and uh, there's a great buzz, you know, and, I, and, I, and I've loved that. As you say, I went to... Um, I think it was 17 or 18 different grounds last year and uh, there's a real uniqueness um, about Irish football and about the League of Ireland football um, which I love actually and um, I think we should celebrate and uh, and value that uniqueness moving forward because I think it'll be one of the things that allows us to develop everything. Yeah uh, and just uh, on Cove as well they produce some really uh World-class footballers only as Roy Keane, of course. Of uh, course, Stephen yeah. Ireland, you know, yeah, international yeah. footballers that came from this club. Sure, and I've just uh, I've just been to the uh, the local facility that I know that Cove are, uh, are involved in that um, Stephen's name um, has on the uh, on the side of it, and it's great to see um, to see that his influence is um, uh, is is still is still alive and well here locally. Because look, yeah. we know um, that the realities of um, competition from other sports and particularly GAA here uh, um, regionally Um, and it's great actually in relation to that project to see a number of clubs working together rather than working against each other that you see um, Mm. elsewhere in in Irish football we're working to to, to improve that but that's a a great example of of what can be done and uh, you know if you get a Stephen or a Roy coming out of the system then you kind of like hope that everyone will be super proud because of that, and um, but they have to start somewhere, and that's my point really in relation to um, to Irish football overall. Um, I want to get the uh, the three main parts of Irish football, so grassroots, uh, League of Ireland, and the international setup, working closely together, and everyone within it recognising that they have a role to play in producing future Roy's and future Stevens, and uh, yeah, we'd love another. Roy, that's for sure, and Stephen in the team yeah. moving forward. from uh, And from the locality, it would be brilliant. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, just plays such a super important part in that overall ecosystem. Yeah. Where do you think, um, Jonathan, the main and uh, more, more immediate improvements need to be made on League of Ireland ground, shall we say, and League of Ireland in general? Look, I think we, uh, we, we talked about facilities, and facilities became... Um, you know, a real talking point when we announced that we were going to be part of a joint bid with the um, with the UK FAs in relation to Euro 2028, and um, 
you know, the, 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 you know, there's certain people who said, how could we possibly do that when, you know, we don't have the facilities within our own grounds and we don't have fit-for-purpose toilets and we can't get families to come along. And I, and I accept all of that. My point was that I don't think the two need to be mutually exclusive. And actually, I think if we were to be part of the hosting of a successful Euro 2028, that will help us go to the government in particular mm. to say, if this is going to really work and have long-term effect then we need the facilities to reflect what we're trying to do. Now, I'm not saying that Cove will host a Euro 2028 game, because they won't. But if we can use it as part of the process of persuading the government that they should be investing more into football, which I see as the number one sport in Ireland, you know, and perhaps if we get closer to the amount of investment that goes into something like the GAA, and we have more like parity, which I think would be much fairer um, than the current situation, um, I'd be really happy, and I think, um, you know, answering your question, I think facilities is, um, is, is at the heart of it, mm. but that's also in relation to training grounds and academies in particular, because if yeah. we get the academies right, and we get not just the facilities right within academies, but we get you know, the right number of people working within academies, then we're more likely to find a Stephen or a Roy coming through the system. So. Um, it's, it, it, it's broadly speaking trying to raise the standards across, across the board. Um, it's having full-time people within full-time roles, be they secretaries or CEOs or groundsmen. Mm. Um, and that will drive us towards being the type of industry that we want football to become. Okay, and um, you know, I had a conversation recently, Jonathan, that when Jack Charlton was in, in, in charge of the Irish team, there was no League of Ireland football. I got a look and, um, you know, the, the kind of feeling was that if they were, if they were that good, they'd, they'd be in England. But if you look at Stephen Kenny, who's come from a League of Ireland background, uh, the, the most recent international had five ex League of Ireland players starting and five, five guys from Cork as well on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so positive, isn't yeah, it? Which, which, which is brilliant. Uh, look, the, um, I mean, the Jack Charlton era was, was, was unique, of course, in its own way. And, uh, you know, you saw the majority of his players were playing in the top six mm. teams in England and not just playing within the te- teams, they're playing on a regular basis. Mm. And we know that one of the challenges that we have in that particular historical route for our players to play football and to play more football has become far more complicated by the economics of global football and English football has the most football has the most money of any market in the world and therefore they have the pick of every single player in the world and that wasn't the case when our Irish players were playing in England 25 35 years ago so that's changed everything and so our players two years ago were just not getting enough game time either in the Premier League or even actually at Championship level that's improved this season fully enough and whilst he's injured now you see Matt Doherty coming into the Spurs side and playing on a more regular basis Shane's playing at uh, Brighton um, Seamus continues to do well um, at Everton and actually our players you know, even Adam Eder was coming at say, even Adam has come into the side at Norwich and you know, let, let's celebrate that mm. there's a young guy playing for a premiership team at centre forward and uh, unfortunately he's injured as well now but we're going in the right direction um, so we're still getting players coming from Ireland going into England but we're also getting players in Ireland going to other European markets, which I think, generally speaking, is good for the, um, good for the overall football industry, mm. particularly if it's coming with a transfer fee, because that circles its way around within, uh, within, within Ireland itself. But to your point, 
it is brilliant to see ex-League of Ireland players and because of Brexit now we're going to see more of those really talented 16, 17, 18 year olds playing in first teams in this type of match and getting proper match experience that is going to really harden them up for hopefully playing at a higher, le higher level still moving forward. Obviously in the perfect world we'd, we'd not lose any of our players outside of Ireland because we have the perfect infrastructure here within Ireland. It's going to take us some time to get there and I'm, I'm not against players travelling and, 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 and experiencing different footballing cultures as well as everyday culture if you like. I think that's good for players. Um, but to have good strong players playing within the League of Ireland um, helps everyone, that's for sure. Okay, just two very quick questions, John, because I know we're close to kickoff here at St. Thomas Park. Um, the, the fixtures, uh, Irish soccer fans will kind of want an update on the fixtures and the latest with Ukraine and how the fixtures in the Nations League is, is, is going to work out. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, that, the, the, the new dates are now set. Uh, look, I know um, I'm very conscious of this because I've, uh, I've received a number of emails that um, you know, a, a, a number of our very loyal fans to a degree had taken a punt in relation to, uh, for example, the Armenia game, as was originally um, scheduled, even though the tickets weren't on sale. And I would kind of like to say that because of the situation in Ukraine, UEFA had made it quite clear that they were looking at how they could resolve a problem that had started with the Scotland-Ukraine World Cup qualifying matches not taking place in March. But um, So that, that was unfortunate that after a lot of negotiation, a lot of discussions between eight different federations, we've had to restructure the, um, the yeah. fixtures. So basically we're playing Armenia first and then Ukraine second. And so that's inconvenient some of our fans. Hopefully they'll recognise that in the context of what is you know, a pretty brutal war situation, um, that you know, we, 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 we take those things... In the, in the right spirit, if you like, um, because we want Ukraine to play those matches. So, uh, arguably, that's worked out better for us from a sporting perspective, playing Armenia first, and then we play Ukraine um, at home, Scotland at home, and then Ukraine away, in inverted commas. Um, there's some talk, I think, in the media today that that might be in Poland. So, um, we've got a little bit more um, visibility on that now. We can plan accordingly. Stephen can plan accordingly. Our fans can, um, can now plan properly. Um, but in the end, um, I think the situation in Ukraine transcends... Any, any issues from our sides in relation to having to move matches so I'm pleased that we found a solution to it and, and a very quick one Jonathan finally um, you know, is it a good gauge for where we are and are this Nations League coming up because obviously we're going to put on beaten in 10 which is, which is yeah. great yeah, and do you think it'll be a good gauge this Nations yeah, no, League look, I mean, look first of all Ukraine are no mugs because they got to the quarter final of, uh, of, of the Euros we know Scotland are on a real roll at the moment yeah. um, as we talked about earlier a majority of their players play Premier League football um, and are playing good football as an national team as well uh, you'd hope that we can beat Armenia twice if we can get results against um, Ukraine in particular and have a good June then we've got a really good chance of doing well in that um, in that Nations League group which is super important because number one we get money good money if we win it which is important for our association for obvious reasons uh, secondly we move up to the top level in the Nations League which would mean we could play teams like Germany Italy Belgium etc on a more regular basis 
Um, but most importantly, we'd end up getting into a playoff for Euro 2024 before we've even started the Euro 2024 qualification process. Mm. So, really important. Stephen's already stated publicly that he's going to take it really, really importantly. So, for me, these are proper competitive games, and I know the fans love competitive games. So, I'm hoping for a full house against Ukraine, a full house against Scotland, beat them both, particularly Scotland, um, and then we're set up well for the September matches.